Welcome to the Games Revealed podcast brought to you by Bunny Strike Studios. This is James. And I'm Tyson. And Chagua. We're bringing in another great game today. And it's uh, Diablo 1. No. Diablo 2. No. We never start in order. Diablo 3. And that's this is how I started the whole series because I know friends that played Diablo 1 and 2. I played Diablo 3 and I was confused as F with the storyline. And so uh, the we're going to confuse you guys. The only reason I even like or wanted to play Diablo was because of that uh, Crusader DLC. All my friends have played this for a very long time, and I just lolled at them. But then I saw that Crusader, and I fell in love. I'm that friend that played it. He played it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the game is definitely feels like your type of game now. Like, it's got the loot. It's got the fighting. It, everything about it feels very much yep. and easy and to follow story. Yeah. Very easy to follow if you follow it. Uh, unless you're me which yeah. i well, that's the issue when you start with a third one that's yeah. where i started so i know nothing about really what happened i mean and you learn it you pick it up a little bit but you still don't know what happened in diablo one or two so you're just kind of following along on the story that diablo's a bad guy and uh, got captured a bunch and then manages to release and you're just back there again to give him a swift <laughs> kick to his demon balls but if you want to keep it simple and not get confused Hell is coming to Earth. You need to stop it. This time the angels help. Do they? <laughs> well, I guess one angel yeah. helps. The other ones are just assholes. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of conspiracy going on the whole time you're playing, but that's all revealed as you play through the game. Yeah. But it's the it's the same game every time you play it. Here comes Hell. Oh, we've heard rumors. There's been prophecies. Let's go stop it. You stop it. Diablo 2 comes out. It's been thousands of years. Here comes Hell. There's been prophecies. Let's go stop it. You go stop it. Everything in the middle is where it changes. <laughs> it's, it's always just different key actors, but the same thing. Yeah. They enchant some bullcrap, say some words, Diablo's free again. And weirdly, it's always Diablo. <laughs> yeah. He I don't mean, change. A, a Although in the fourth one, they actually changed it. It might be Lilith for once, who's the, the final, final boss. Which is basically the seat of Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Diablo Diablo is like, I'm going on vacation this weekend. Can you take care of it, honey? <laughs> it's like uh, it's like in Hades, but Hades is finally just like, fine, boy. Yeah. <laughs> take it over. <laughs> take it over. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Yeah, no, the, it's a very confusing plot for me. And, and even you explaining it right now confused me a little bit, but uh, it's fun. <laughs> I really have a fun time with it, and the deep lore is really fun. I just... We've, I've played it once through, and I barely remember anything. And doing in the research, like the research for this, it is a cool story. So I'm bummed that I am dumb. Question yeah. mark? That can't be helped. Diablo is no, one of those right. games that's a lot like Skyrim or um, several other games, really, where you like find tomes and things, and so you pick up the deeper lore from that. And so it's easy to miss a lot yeah. of like the 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 more rich stuff. But, like, the surface stuff is all right there. I mean, like, in this game, too, the way they did the writing, it's not bad writing, but it's kind of, like, really blatant dialogue. So it's just like, oh, we need to go fight this guy. And then you go fight that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's on the but then surface. You, like, you find the tomes, and then you get the cool. This, and this is the thing I love the most about Diablo. You'll get, like, the Deckard Kane in his voice reading, like, stay a while. And listen. And then he just tells you his little, or, you know, he'll go into like, May 17th, this was happening and the world was shaking, and that's how I knew oh. that I should have my breakfast. 
and the stars looked weird, so Satan's coming. Well, and then we can't forget the tome of Deckard Cain where he was talking about, and then four minus seven equals three. Half-Life 3 confirmed! Oh, yes. My, the best prophecy ever. I love this dude. See, even Deckard Cain is on our side. If Valve drops their Half-Life 3 release at BlizzCon, I will lose my mind. That would be hilarious. That would be the funniest, most baller move of all time. Nah. Blizzard's a little bit on my... Uh, uh, naughty list. I wouldn't. Blizzard. Blizzard's a bit on my naughty list too, but unfortunately, well, fortunately, they make really great games. They're all right. It's hard, to, hard to stay mad at them. No, I, they do make great games, but the thing is, they're not making the games I really like. Starcraft, and uh, <laughs> or at least right now. And so, with Decker Kane, the most. Oh, how does he survive getting hit by what an asteroid or something like that and goes into the ground I mean, fairly deep? It technically is an asteroid, but in reality, it's an angel. <laughs> an, an angel roid. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but like the way that, that that thing literally digs a pathway to hell, so it's like you say, it's pretty much an asteroid. He probably just enveloped him in his breast and kept him safe with his strong muscles while he was just digging. You know, that he grabbed him, gave him a what? big hug, and just kept going. Here's my theory. Deckard Kane is old in every game, every single one. He must have been a gnarly warrior when he was young. Like, maybe that dude's just sturdy, because how many... It's the third game. I don't know how many years lapsed between all three of them, but I feel like it's a lot more years than should be normal for a person to just be around. Well, And he's mystical as shit, you know? Who knows? He probably saw that thing coming yeah. and went, force field. You know, he probably barely even had to do anything because he's so mystic and yeah. wisdom-filled. He died by butterflies by that one demon. Sheep, what? That no. <laughs> He's like, butterflies, butterflies. Oh, they're no. Have you ever had butterflies in your colon? They're very painful. No, I have his, not. His last. <laughs> well, Deckard Kane has. And look what happened to him. Yes. Technically, he died war. of old age. The butterflies just happened to be passing by at that time. <laughs> no, they were they were torturing his ass. They wanted that sword. They want because it was a uh, uh, Meg. Me, um, Megdala or whatever that lady's name is that was torturing Medula the shit out of him. Oblongata. Yeah, Medulla Oblongata in the Gator Zone. Uh, <laughs> they were torturing him, so you know he was getting tortured. You know his guts were laying on the outside like freaking William Wallace, and he was just screaming. Oh my gosh. Freedom! I missed that part in the cutscene. Yeah. Anyways, we just sidetracked so super hard, guys. No, we didn't. That was amazing. uh, Amazing Yes, this is Diablo, and these guys are new to it with Diablo 3, and there is a lot of lore, like Jim says. Like, if you dig, it's rich. There's a lot. Yeah, and it's all, it's very weird, because I I will say about the lore, well, we'll get, let's get into the lore later. (laughs) You're you're still getting ahead of us. I'll say about the lore exists. Which character did you guys play? Let's get into that. All, all of them. Except for I haven't played the Necromancer yet. I just started trying the Crusader, so I'm just getting into that. So I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. It's the best. Out of the gate, I'm not liking it. But I also know that that's not a fair assessment because it's not till you start playing with the abilities and seeing what you like where the, any of the classes get fun. My main was a demon hunter, and I didn't even like that one at the start. Yeah. But when I found my build... It's like all I did was Demon Hunter. Yeah, I start uh, because I learned from Dragon Age, you got to go with a mage in these type of games. So I started with a wizard. uh, got really good with that. And uh, just it felt boring. And I know James is going to say that too. But it just felt like nothing could touch me at a point. I just felt really strong. Mm -hmm. Um, And so on the next one, but again, like I said at the beginning of this, I wanted to play the Crusader. I saw the Crusader DLC come out. 
Um, and I just immediately was like, that guy's a badass. I want to play this game. Borrowed the game from a buddy. It didn't include the DLC, so I started a mage. And <laughs> so that's who I started. It was fun, but got it on Switch, got the DLC, the Crusader DLC, and I've been beating the shit out of that. I'm Paragon level 16 at this moment. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, bro. It means I'm captain. I'm just <laughs> getting stronger. <laughs> but uh, no, so Crusader has been my play style. I like getting into the middle of it, being strong, and just causing all sorts of shit. And I love my Crusader. He's so strong. Mm. I'll get into that later in the builds, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's been my favorite one. So I played... Uh, the wizard. I don't know who the mage is, but I played the wizard. Well, mage wizard. You and know, mine's better. The muscle wizard. The muscle wizard. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's 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 muscled and aged. <laughs> uh, the demon hunter and the necromancer. The wizard was really fun. I was, I think, early game and late game were kind of boring with the wizard for me because once I got enough of my skills and all that, I just <gasps> I felt like I was spamming and it was getting really boring. No skill really. Yeah. Uh, demon hunter. I only played it early game because I played it multiplayer with with co-op you know with people and i did not do well with demon i did not like the demon hunter but i'm sure by finding the right build would have fixed that and then the necromancer is what i'm playing right now and when we get into builds i'll explain a little bit more why i like the necromancer i love the necromancer so far and i'm actually gonna i want to play through the game again because with the wizard like i said i got done with the game i'm like this is, i like the lore i'd play a fourth but the wizard was kind of got boring enough towards the end where I just didn't want to pick it up to play the DLC. And I still haven't played the DLC and I would like to play the DLC. Yeah. It's so Same much fun. It's so much fun and worth it. And oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and I will just to touch on it. Um, the last I played years and years ago before I started this crusader character was the witch doctor, just cause it was the only one I hadn't tried. That it's the one cool. I have the least experience with, but it was actually a ton of fun. It looks so fun, a lot actually. of people do like the poison gas route with that guy. And there's a couple <laughs> other builds that are just as much fun. But the poison gas is pretty, pretty sweet. So eventually, I'll I named try my the witch, witch doctor. doctor, bitch doctor. By the way, oh, oh. no, no, wait, it was bitch doctor MD. <laughs> nice, because you know he went to school for yeah. all that time. You yeah. need to show respect with the title. You don't just become a shaman, no. okay? All I gotta say, <laughs> this I'm isn't Doctor Thunder. I'm glad you're bringing some of your own essence into the yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so, normally don't do janky names like that, but I had to for that one. It was just too good. So. You, you pick your character, you pick the badass necromancer uh, every time. I mean, it doesn't matter what you guys chose. And we get into the early game, and it is very interesting cutscenes. It's very kind of interesting, but so slow. The action in the beginning for me, like, it was fun. I think I enjoyed the quests, but the action, like, I, for some reason, like, having to kill things, you know, mobs over and over in the beginning part was boring for me. So I just, and I guess with the mage, because with the necromancer, I've gone the adventure route where mm -hmm. I was able to warp wherever I want to play with the mage. Maybe it was just the build set for me, but it was so boring. I think that's just everything for that beginning, like starting in Tristram, a uh, new Tristram or Tristram, whatever it's called. That is the, just the most boring part. Even starting the crusader, it's just boring. Because your skills suck, you don't have them all the way unlocked, you're still just mostly using your A and a couple other spell abilities, and it's just, eh, it's not as much fun. It really takes the yeah, middle no, of that game. you literally start with just one ability. Yeah, it's garbage. <laughs> it's not fun. So it's so slow. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish it would come in with, uh, I don't know. That's a hard one, because then we're talking balance. I feel like it makes sense starting that way, it's just not fun. Well, we'll get into a little more later about probably why that choice was made, because it does very slowly walk you into 
how the progression's gonna work, yeah, how you need to find like side quests, um, how to identify where mission areas are. Yeah. And that's really what the first part of that game is until they actually send you out into the the cathedral area. Yeah. But the game doesn't start getting good until basically you get past Leoric. Yeah, but you're this stranger Nephilim that, you know, is drawn to this comet, you know, falling and whatever. So at this point, you're you're a well-known, not well-known, I won't say that, but you've been on the road. You've seen some shit. Mm-hmm. You should have more than one spell, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah, I've been doing this a while, and all I know how to do is swing my club. If, if it wasn't for your addiction to forget-me-nots, then you probably would have had your full set of skills. But it takes uh-huh. you to getting past King Leoric to start to remember how good of a warrior you are. I will have to say... <laughs> all those forget-me-nots. Too many they, lemons. Yep. I hope they balance it more in four, because it really is, I think, it is poor design in this part. I just, okay. I'm going to up, up front say that they could have at least added a little bit more, because there's a lot of different builds, a lot of different spells you can have. Just a little bit more. And I think it would have made it just that much more interesting to get into. And I think they did remedy a little bit later on, like with the adventure mode and stuff like that. Um, it helps, but you still don't have your spells. But at least you can go to inter- other interesting places. I will have to say, to fix fix this, uh, find a friend and level up really quick with them. Because that will fix it really quick. Actually. Yeah, I brought my level 70 into his Witch Doctor thing. And I just was hammering, just spamming my hammer, my circle hammer, my loopy hammers. And everything was dying. And then the next time he plays, he's like, I'm getting one shot by everything. And I'm like, it was the hammers, baby. They keep everyone safe. <laughs> but yes, that. so getting into the, the beginning part is boring. But... Thankfully, I, at least this part saves it, but also made it so I had to play the the beginning part a lot. The multiplayer really, I think, uh, saves it in the beginning if you have a friend. Yeah, I've, I really <laughs> like this game because it's good as a standalone single-player game, but the, I was really surprised at how much I liked the multiplayer in this one. So at the time, I was living with, uh, I think, four, three other people, and all of us were playing. And then our, our boy, Oost, was playing as well. Yeah. So I Oost. got to play with... Uh, Tyler and Oost, and we played a lot of this game when it originally came out, and it was a ton of fun. And then we went back to it when they started releasing seasons, and that's when I started experiencing the yeet. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And the yeet is real in this game. Like, if you want to get leveled quick, sure, people can do that for you. (laughs) But we, one of the reasons that it was fun before is, like, you know how it is, like, everyone kind of has certain things they struggle with. It's fun because it's chaos. Like, there's way more enemies. The enemies are stronger. This is... It was challenging, but it wasn't, like, overly hard. But I remember Tyler uh, thinking that that was one of the harder bosses he'd come across. And so we that was one of the times we group played and, like, fought bosses. And those were some of the best times is, like, doing mm-hmm. the boss fights. Because a lot of times when you're multiplaying and just going through the dungeons, it's just... But when you get to the bosses, you actually have to, like, you Coordinate. go stand over here, let's do this. Like, we got to take this guy down. It's pretty fun, so I really dig the multiplayer in this, and that's coming from me who is not super big on multiplayer games. Like that's that's high praise, as Nicolas Cage would say. <laughs> that's high praise. I never uh, really got to experience the multiplayer in this because I always bought or played it on opposite consoles. Yeah. Uh, this these all guys, all these guys, and the guys he's talking about played on PC, and uh, I wasn't going to buy it on PC because it was more expensive. So I borrowed it from PS4, tried to get people to play it there course they wouldn't so i played it by myself and then i got it on switch because it is the ultimate switch game portable diablo are you kidding me it's perfect and obviously nobody wants to buy that on switch because they've already got their characters on that so i again played by myself playing with james was the first time i got to play multiplayer this shit and already i was just like 
yeah, I'm having way more fun than I was just yesterday playing the game and loving it because I love looters. So it's a lot more fun with people, and I wish I would have played more of it with people. One thing I should add about it that makes it good for me at least is that, like, I could be playing the game. Tyson can message me and be like, hey, let's play. So we join up. We can pick up from where I am or I can join him where he's at, and then him or I can leave, and the other guy can keep playing. Yeah. That's good multiplayer. It's nice, seamless. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff because, like, when I want to play a game, that's what the F I want to do. <laughs> so when, you know, when schedules don't work out or someone's baby has an issue that needs attention, I, I like that I can just be like, all right, well, jump back on when you want to jump back on. And then I'm doing my thing. So you don't have to leave the lobby and start a new match and all the annoying stuff that usually comes with a lot of multiplayer games. So, yeah, like it's e- like you said, it's easy to drop in and drop out. But I actually never played this game for more than probably 30 minutes without someone. So when I beat the game, I beat it with someone else, maybe two other people. Um, and then, yeah, the only one I wanted to go to try to DLC, I played a little bit of it, and that's it. I, 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 I didn't play with other people or with, by myself much, so I only experienced with, with um, others. And I will have to say, like, it really shines there, and it, it got me, like, it was fun to talk to other people as, as you fight mm-hmm. through. It was really fun on Switch playing with, uh, Tyson, I really liked that, but I also liked that I was leveling up quicker to where I was able to use my Necromancer for actually good stuff. Like it was actually really fun. Yep. Yeah. Better way to get those spells unlocked and actually start enjoying your character because holy cow, that beginning is rough. And especially if you want to try a new character, that's yeah. that's the way to do it is to have someone eat you through so you can start playing with abilities and see what you like. Yep. Because if you're like me, like usually I have old trusty and that's all I ever play with. But this game, when I'd play with people and you'd see their abilities and stuff, you'd immediately be interested. Like the barbarian, when I saw that guy in action, and I'm pretty sure that was what Oost's main was, was the barbarian when we first played. Uh, I was like, that guy looks cool as F. I've got to play that guy. And it was super fun. Not, yeah. not my top class, but it was very fun in its own regard. And then Tyler, I never play wizards. Tyler only plays wizards. And I started playing a wizard on the one and done runs, man. I freaking, like, I love the wizard. So I, the Demon Slayer is still my main, but the wizard was a ton of fun in its own right. But I, I'm bad at wizards, so I die a lot. Yeah, I love it. You can get those freaking arcane little laser balls that just, you drop down a bunch of them. And then you just stand there and just watch everything melt. Wizards are OP in this mm. stinking game. But speaking yeah. of that, and the teamwork like you were talking about with the boss fights, um, having not beaten the game with only a couple other people, I will say the end of this game, the the, the high heaven parts, you almost need the help. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't know because I only played with other people. If you're a scrub, maybe, and not a badass crusader carrying the world on his back like Atlas. <laughs> yeah, no, how many sucks. hours did you put in? Several million! (laughs) But the High Heaven battles, the High Heaven uh, just area period is very um, my favorite part of the whole game, actually. Mm. So if if I had to say the favorite part, I'd probably either be Act 3 or or Act 4, which is the Heavens. So Act 3 being the the siege on the castle. Yep. Uh, I really liked just the backdrop. Like, everything about that felt really good. The Heavens just felt like this is new this is completely new and the cutscene for it was awesome Diablo getting up there as Leah and transforming into Diablo from Leah and just you know which is just a cool thing man like Diablo literally in heaven it's freaking sweet it is and (laughs) he corrupts it and he takes down uh, I can't remember if he kills him here but he takes down the archangel the, the main archangel and 
then starts corrupting it. And then you have to get up there and you're like, you think all the angels would do well, but though they get kicked their asses off. But <laughs> off, off, yeah, they get kicked off. They're assless. They're assless. <laughs> they're ass. Uh, they're they, their chaps don't hold anything. And uh, it's just a window. <laughs> I thought these were chaps. It's just a window. But uh, then the Nephilim, which is the characters that you're playing as, they're the ones for some reason that are like you think, like you see the archangels, they look badass as can be. Yeah, but no, yeah. the Nephilims are the ones that have to take down Diablo. And so, like, that whole battle, the whole thing, like. In the uh, the high heavens, is just I I found it very fun. It was a lot of fun, and it's nice to kind of because well, obviously that's where everything culminates too, you know. Because mm-hmm. you've had experience with the angels, and they're assholes. They treat you like shit. They really don't care for you. And I I want to say most of the higher ones, or even the higher up guy, he wants to just wipe them all out. He's like, screw the humans. We don't need those pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. I can't believe he let him, you let him call us pieces of shit. Anyway, <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoy that because throughout the whole thing, you see them, they treat you like crap. I'm pretty sure they throw you around a little bit and they just look like these all powerful be- beings. And then to finally go up into heaven, see Diablo in heaven and watch all of these angels getting their asses handed to him. And you're just like, I'm walking on sunshine <laughs> for you. I'm walking on. And you're just killing everybody, just skipping down, waiting to whoop the shiz out of Diablo. And you're like, I am the biggest badass yeah. that ever existed. Especially if you're a wizard. You're just like, and you get a beam. And you get a beam. Yeah. And you get a beam. Everyone gets a beam. <laughs> it's like it's like Bruno Mars over there. Just like, stop. Freezes him. Wait a minute. Get my cups. Put some liquor in it. This <laughs> is just like full on party mode. Oh yeah! So walking into that, into that, and watching all the angels getting their asses kicked, and just how dire everything was, I was just like, "This is gonna be so much fun!" Like it, and it was. And kicking his ass, and just stomping your boot right in his face, you know, like on those old '90s movies where you're slowly you know, just California kicking smile. somebody off. Yeah, and you're just the badass. You're the ultimate badass. And it's what it felt the crusader should be. (laughs) That's yeah. Well, I think that one angel is extra ratchet too, because like, you're actually like, he's pretty good for a human, you know? Yeah. And like that guy already is just like super anti-human. So the fact that there's one that like is in heaven has been holding back the droves of hell. He's just like, Oh, I hate this guy so much. Imperious. Ooh, if Davy, I hate you, Davy. Good <laughs> <laughs> oh, job, I guess. Get out. He's that friend that everyone lets him come around, but nobody likes. <laughs> nobody likes. Yeah. So that was probably a very fun time for me. Not my favorite level. Are we talking about favorite levels at some point? I don't know if we you are. Know, so I'm just going to bring mine in right now because this seems like a yeah. sexy point to do it. <laughs> I, th- um, I guess that's a yes then. Yeah, it is. So I love the battles. I love the castle siege. I loved Heaven's Gate um, and drinking with GG Applewhite or whatever that guy's name is, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid. Heaven's Gate. Anyway, uh, I liked all that. And the castle siege was great purely because you could see the battle happening all around the castle and you could see those massive sons of bitches just swiping at everything. Very cool. Felt like Lord of the Rings. In its, yeah. own, in its own kind of castle siege way. My favorite part, though, is the entire time you're dealing with Zoltan Cool. That guy, my favorite villain, I even learned there was a poll taken, and that is the majority of the players' favorite villain is Zoltan Cool. But that guy is my number one uh, favorite character out of all of this. Where was this poll taken? I don't know. Probably on the internet. 
Zoltan is actually pretty interesting, though. Like, he's a fun character that adds a lot of flavor to the game. Yeah. So, I feel like they went to Scrubville, and a whole bunch of Scrubs took this poll. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to call Zoltan. We're going to get on the horn. You're going to rue the day. You, you tried to shit on him. But, no, so he's really cool. And you kind of meet him... It, it, answer me this, Shag. Is he in the first and the second one at all, or is he like a three specific character? Now, I gotta be honest, I didn't finish the second one because I was not super in love with it. And there's some big division between Diablo 1 and Diablo 2 fans already, yeah, let alone is. bringing it's Diablo crazy. 3 into it. But I don't remember him from any of those. Okay. Diablo so, 1, though, had really a limited amount of characters. All right. So I'm going to speak purely to my knowledge of Diablo 3. Um, so you need him, basically, to get the Black Soul Stone and, I believe, unlock it or get it to a point where you can use it or maybe you're just finding it. Mm -hmm. But you need Zoltan Cool at this point. Um, and he is a ancient uh, horadrim, I guess. He's an old school priest that got uh, basically killed. He got so strong in this in these dark dark arts and got so corrupted that the the horadrim that he was a part of basically went. Listen, buddy, too much, and they cut his goddamn head off after a massive battle in which the horadrim suffered many casualties. Finally cut this guy's head off to the point where when they were killing him, he, they noticed he was bleeding sand. This guy went from being a very happy guy to being a numb, unfeeling husk of power. So they captured some of his blood, held it in jars, cut off his head, and uh, that's that's who this guy is. That's where you're talking to him at this point. He's a crazy spirit that's a badass with his head in a jar and his blood in jars. Just a guy that likes making jam a lot. Strawberry, raspberry, coming, it's all he has red. coming to the to the to the jam fest so we can get some stuff uh, in some jars. Oh yeah. Hey, can <laughs> I borrow some jam? Oh, this jam's so good. I'm making yeah. it. Clearly I yeah. have a deep knowledge of jam and, and canning. And you need it for what's coming up next. So anyway, you go into these into this uh, sand area and you're trying to find this bloodstone. Zoltan cools, you know, being crazy the entire time. You get to it, and can you imagine? I'll let you guess what happens next. He does betray you. That's right. A plus. So you got to fight him and kill him. Then in the very end of it, you're in Sanctuary and you find Zoltan cool again. And he wants again to team up. He's like surprised that you're surprised that he's alive. You can't kill, you can't kill me. Of course I'm alive. This guy is mysterious all along the way. He's dirty. He's done evil experiments on other Horadrim trying to withdraw their Nephilim essence to get more and more power. This guy by far has been the funnest deep dig for me on like this lore, who he is and where. And, and then you just keep dealing with him for bounties afterwards. Yeah. Like your favorite character that you killed. I felt bad killing him, but your favorite character and he comes back in the end. Zoltan Cool. There's a reason he's called Cool. I can see Tyson Diamond Hands Tyson over here playing that game. Gets betrayed by the guy. Sees him again. He's like, you betrayed me. But come here. <laughs> that's like what it is. Matter of fact, there's fun facts. Where were those facts? Oh, that's later. I will have to say this, though. Uh, you know what won't betray you? Bunny Strike. Our next sponsor that you're going <laughs> to listen to. Thank you for listening to the ad, and uh, go ahead. It's Tyson. Same ad. And we're back. Thanks for uh, thanks for watching or listening to that ad. I never knew starting your own podcast was so easy. I can't wait to start mine. Oh, no. We should oh, have no. Betrayed, we're we in the loop. We should have betrayed them with the old ad now that we have the new one. <laughs> we should, that would actually have been pretty good. That Cole got in here in our ads and just messed up everything. It was Zoltan Cole. He's a trickster. 
But no, so uh, as far as characters goes throughout all of it, that one was my favorite. There are very cool characters, but for some reason, Zoltan Cool, just his whole background and how mysterious he's always been, just has always made him one of my number one faves. And clearly, I was on point because so is the rest of the internet, wherever they took that poll. Yeah, no, I, I he's definitely one of my favorites. Um, but I also like, I like uh, Tyrell. Tyrell? Yeah. Tyrell. Not Tyrell, it's Tyrell. I've heard it pronounced like five different ways, like looking at some of the videos and stuff. It's, so it's it's literally however you want. Ty, Ty guy. There you go. I like him a lot. There just you go. You know, yeah, he's, he's awesome. trying to be the most, he's the most nice guy in the whole game because he doesn't want to kill everyone. Well, it seems like he's... A, he, <laughs> It would seem all of the angels would be like him. That's how I assumed all of them were. Like, yeah, they're higher up power, but they're doing this to kind of keep us safe. I don't know. Like, why Why are there angels, demons, and us? You yeah. know? Well, it originally was just angels and demons, and there were well, in a yeah. forever and then, war. And then, and then two then people they, banged and made some. Then and they created, yeah, they, they created the whole thing to kind but of But he cares everything. for us, you know? He's like, let them live, but with, you know, rules. <laughs> Hey, he's the embodiment of justice, and he really does show it. His character yeah. design is awesome, both especially when he's like full geared out, but even without man, he's just an awesome character. Yeah, I love everything about Tyrael and the cutscene fight between them, where he loses his wings and stuff. It's really yeah. cool because he fights hard for us. Oh, he stomps into that room, just like kicks <clears> the door <throat> in. I'm here to flex on you, even though you're the strongest. That's some confidence, dude. You got to have confidence yep. to just be like, let's do this. And because it's justified, <laughs> he wins. Because he's justice. Yeah, that's true. He is, he is justice. But I'm ch- was justice. Yeah, he was justice. And now he's what? Wisdom? Yes. Uh, yeah, he becomes wisdom. He's so smart as shit. One, one thing about this game that I really like, and there's a lot to this because it depends on what aspect you're looking at it. But. At the beginning of the game and during a lot of the key storytelling moments, um, the cutscenes are just like hand-drawn animations, and it kind of shows them being penciled in as they talk about it. Mm-hmm. And that art is so cool. Like the beginning one with the crow. The crow looks awesome. Yeah. The, the war background looks awesome. Sorry, I just oh. blew everyone's eardrums out. I just did it. Um, and then... The monsters, the demons all look fantastic. I just love that style that they choose. I like that type of storytelling anyways. There's lots of games that do it, uh, but especially when your art is on point. And it leads me kind of into another topic too, which is that one of my main draws to Diablo and one of the reasons I've always played it is good monsters is a key thing for me in any game. Like not not cool looking or not like intimidating monsters in a game will make me not want to play it. So... This game has some of the best monsters in video gaming ever, as far as just, like, visual design goes. But, and I'll touch on this a little bit more later, when you get to the actual, when you're playing the game in the game, my opinion about the art changes. <laughs> but cutscenes and the, the CGI stuff as well is very awesome. Oh, yeah. The actual gameplay, it doesn't look Anything is good. I mean, they look no. okay, especially on Switch. It's very talented. And it deviates very, as well cool. from um, the older look and feel of Diablo. But yeah. we'll, I'll talk about more about that as we get farther in here. But that's honestly, it's that cutscene. That the cutscene of the new DLC is literally what got me interested in playing this. And how well it just plays out. I was like, I'm blown away. I'm blown away. Yeah. And speaking of cutscenes, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, watch the trailer for Diablo 4. That is a dope cutscene. That is actually really dope. Mm-hmm. And this is where Blizzard kind of comes Diablo. in. 
the uh, Blizzard is great with their art. Yeah, they're they kill it. Like it, the Diablo, I'll be honest, Diablo reminds me of Warcraft a lot. They're very similar <laughs> art styles. Diablo three, yeah. So it's, that's the no, you even play. their originals. They they the art style is very similar. If you say so, no, that's, I, that's my. I opinion. have never loved World of Warcraft's art design at I all. I never said well, well, I said Warcraft, but uh, so the whole series, Fair Warcraft. Enough. But uh, I will say it reminds me very heavily the the draw and the art styles and the way that the the monsters look is the is the the variance and the detail that it gives it because I was gonna bring up this old game that I play Brotherhood of the Blade on PSP it's a dungeon looter just like this one dungeon crawler um, but <laughs> it was very repetitive I feel like and very mirrored uh, you were just always in the same environments mm-hmm. and for being portable it, that was fine but it was not what it needed to be and I feel like. Uh, Diablo, especially being as portable as it is, gives you those sexy little beasts and enough variance to where it feels new and you feel like you're in new environments and it just wraps that all up. I really love their art design. Now, the gameplay-wise, it does... I mean, yeah, not not the gameplay itself, but just the art. Yeah, when the, you're the, in the, the art when you're in the game, the modeling of the creatures, they're definitely less than what they look like in the CGI cutscenes and yeah. all that jazz. But the best parts of this art are the angel designs. They're freaking amazing. The angels look so cool. The demon designs, awesome, especially the new Diablo model, because Diablo changes in each game. The mm-hmm. newest one, oh, I love the way he looks. But it kind of cuts to the core of what Diablo is, and we kind of mentioned it at the, at the beginning, which is just your whole heaven and war, same old story a thousand times yeah um but it does it in a unique way that makes it enjoyable yeah know? well and i and that's for me like i like those types of stories yes. i like the heaven and hell story i think if it's done right and it's been done so many different times and typically it's done well and honestly like, even when it's done poorly because i'm with you i yeah. really enjoy that type of lore even when it's done poorly it's still kind of fun it still <laughs> is there are there are a couple of franchises where yeah. it is kind of like dante's inferno what a bad game no that was actually a super good game <laughs> and a great heaven and hell battle yeah it's wonderful so i definitely that's what and that's what drew me into this i really like it it was a little convoluted and, and as you played through the game i didn't catch the heaven and hell sometimes mm-hmm. um i just i don't know why because there are a lot of parts where it's just it feels like hell below you but uh man the demons like you have to uh, fight all the different demons, and in, in some aren't demons, like the uh, the DLCs, uh, one of the DLC bosses, but and then the angels, they just and there's and we could go into it really deep if we wanted to. I just we wouldn't have enough time today, <laughs> and I don't have enough resources for it. But uh, I really do like how that they were able to bring about so much different stuff and 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 just make it different because I feel like every different. Uh, story about heaven and hell just changes in this one. I will have to say, it's a little it's a little convoluted at times, but they do go in the, into their detail, and I really like that. But it's just, it just feels like there's some missing pieces still, and hopefully four will fix some of that. But I guess we'll find out, right? Yeah. Well, and the best part of this one is it looks what I feel like doesn't happen in other ones is that there's a vie for power in these uh, hierarchies, even in hell and in heaven. It's like there's it's always a struggle to maintain the number one in that position, because even in the in the castle siege, you got uh, Asmodan or whatever telecommunicating to not Lilith. What's her name? Leah. Leah. 
uh, that he's coming and mm-hmm. he wants to be the number one demon. And if he can get his hands on that on that soul, that black whatever soul stone, he can be the number one demon. And he doesn't need Diablo. You know, he can be the number one reign supreme son of a gun. So that's what I like about it too. Is that even though you're battling it all, they're trying to to vie for power themselves and and fight each other. So it's just yeah. this chaos of everyone's fighting against each other. Well, the thing I like about the way they do it in this too is that. It's like very conspiratorial, meaning like they'll all go in on on a mission together, but each of the demons that joins in for whatever attack on the angels or move against the humans, each of them is only joining because they've thought of a way that they come out on top. Yeah. So during the whole time where they're all like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Let's get you and me and and we're all going to do this. And they're making their war plans. The whole time they're sitting there going, and then when that's done, I'm going to come in from your left flank and take out all your stuff. Because like like Tyson's saying, it's all about, uh, especially with the the prime evils, there's a couple of them. Those ones especially are like wanting to be the one who's in control of the whole hell situation. Like the prime evil. Like there's prime evils, which is like Diablo, Mephisto, and Baal. There's prime evils. And they're brothers. And but... Three There's brothers. that primeval top spot, yeah, right? I think yeah. it's the primeval, yeah. I think is what they call so, it. So but I'm saying the primevals are kind of your main contenders yep. for it yep. because they're big. When you're when you're looking at like the pedigree of everything, you have your lesser demons and your major demons yep. and then your primevals. Primevals are like the top dogs, they're all brothers. The lesser evils are like Asmodon, Balel, Balala, whatever. Uh I, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Andreal. I, I I am horrible pronouncing that. that's the thing I don't like about heaven and hell is because I'm like <laughs> I read this I'm like is this pronounced this way or this way <laughs> well uh, and then the big kicker too is that heaven doesn't even want to help you you know yeah. like here you are like yeah I'm here to do what you guys need and they're like fudge off like, we don't need you. We're angels. We basically want to kill you guys anyway. You guys are Nephilim. <laughs> and so it's like a whole different thing. It's like nobody wants you. You're just this middle thing in the middle of these two massive powers, and they don't give a crap about you realistically. They don't care. They're cared about their battle, yep. and you're just like, I want to live. It is very interesting how it works, though, with the angels. They kind of work together. The demons don't. Mm-hmm. So like, no. it almost seems like if the demons work together better, they'd actually potentially take over heaven, but they don't. Well, like what you guys talked about earlier with Diablo making that mess up literally in heaven, it's like, yeah, clearly if one guy can go around and stomp out that much, that many angels and cause that much ruckus on the home field, yeah, you'd think if they banded together, they could get some stuff done. Well, he would. I mean, in the purest sense, he banded together with the other demons because he had their essence in them from the yeah, soul storm. So he became the point. prime evil. But yeah, it's but it's so convoluted. This is the part where it's convoluted. If they were <laughs> crabs in a basket yanking other crabs out because they got to get out first. No, mm-hmm. you can't get out, man. You can't get out. If okay. they'd all just be like, you, I'll help you out and you help me out. They'd own yeah. heaven and then they'd crush us all but that's and we'd not, all be screwed. That's not their nature of being like deceitful, evil, all yeah. that stuff. It just would go completely against hey. their nature. Yeah, but that's that's their greatest weakness. If they could just get over themselves, well, they would reign supreme. Exactly. That's the greatest that's With their greatest weakness of both of them. If you didn't notice, they can't get over yeah, essentially not, yeah. their programming. The angels can't get over like there's something else besides we need to win. Oh, there's these humans. They're more or less would help us, but because they don't want to go to, it's just, you know what I'm saying? Well, they're like, they're corrupt. We're so clean and pure. They're corrupt. We can't, they're not going to do anything with us. So this is the most interesting part of the Nephilim. And I always heard it and all that. I don't think I really understood the Nephilim very much in Diablo 3. I was like, 
Sure, call me names, whatever you know. <laughs> but uh, the Would Nephilim, you call me? the Nephilim does come from I, they, whether or not they want to say it comes from Hebrew. It's, it comes from Hebrew because in the Hebrew in um, Hebrew lore, I guess I don't know if it's lore or not. But <laughs> uh, considering I don't know if there's giants, we we're, haven't really we're definitely shut down. Now. <laughs> I know, right? But uh, uh, Goliath, <sighs> look at this guy. I don't know where the bones are. Uh, <laughs> but no, but that's essentially. You know, Nephilim were another kind of race, but in this, like in this, I yeah. think humanity comes from Nephilim because the Nephilims actually come from demons and uh, and angels. You know, procreating, and that's how we get Nephilim. And then they come back again, it, it, like later on, like thousands of year, years. They were they were gone, and then they came back. It's and I never got that far into the lore. That's why I said there's a ton of lore to this. But I just so weird that there's the Nephilim. Just resembles so much the Hebrew one, where it was in the Hebrew, it was, they were giants, like mm. another race of giants. Uh, have you seen my Crusader? Dude's massive. He towers over everybody. <laughs> yeah, with all the gear on. Yeah, and I'm a and Nephilim. I know. I still wear my platform boots. You can't take away those inches. Oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. Just a member of the band Kiss. <laughs> wow, love gun. That's all I'm seeing. Is I'm just dungeoning. That's uh, a good one, <laughs> But. But really, I'm not. I don't need to get too much more into lore because there's so much of it, and it would probably almost require a special, to be honest. Uh, but um, Lilith was, I believe, one of the people. She got together with um, Inarius, I think. No wait, Angel Inarius and his, right. and the demon. Can uh, yeah, and then Lilith, Inarius, and uh, Lilith. They're the ones that essentially started the whole creating humans and uh and the nephilim so it, i just wanted to add a little bit more context there it's so weird because that's the part that really confused me about the whole thing i'm like i just don't i don't get some of the because they'll talk about deep lore in the game as you go through it they'll talk about certain things and you're lost if you don't look into this stuff and apparently I, is it just like in the first and second one do you get more of that There's, the second one is a lot more lore heavy than the first one was the first one still is great like it's it's Diablo 3 kind of does it the same way that Diablo 1 did. Diablo 2 is where you start to see, like, the Haradrim and these other organizations that have been factoring into the battle, even though they're human or Nephilim. Um, Like, in the second one, this guy's been holding on to this... I don't know if it's the same soul stone, but in that game, it was, like, a yellow stone. Mm. And he's holding it for the Archangel Archangel Tyrael. And so Tyrael shows up, and this dude's, like, going mad in this jail cell. And then... The guy takes the stone from him and the dude's like, fine, take it. I'm glad this is over, whatever. And then he reveals himself to not be Tyrael. He's one of the lesser demons. Yeah. And it's like, home. But he does that under the guise of like, I can't remember if Tyrael is the one that kind of like sets the Haradrim up or not. But there's a bunch of lore in there and that ties into the game mechanics too because that's that Haradric cube is what you'd use to like combine gemstones to make more powerful ones to augment your gear. Mm. And I think they bring that back in this game, but it was added on as a new thing. So it wasn't there when I was playing it. I will have to say that's one of the weird things about this game is that they added so much. Like I remember playing it originally, like the original and then like what it is now, I'm like, this feels like a different game almost. Yeah. You, you gotta keep progressing, baby, or you get left in the dust. There's a lot, a lot that's or new they could have made a Diablo oh, four. Tons new to the point where I still don't know what I'm doing and I've been playing it for like I don't know, for like five, six days. I'm like, I don't know. I still don't know what I'm doing because there's so much new in there. They didn't have seasons on there last time I played it on the yeah. Switch. On the Switch. 
Yeah. They didn't have them. They probably didn't have them on consoles yet. Because I know that Who knows? It's, probably they not. operate a bit differently on consoles yeah. with the seasons. But the nice thing about the seasons, well, we'll get into that later. But we the point the is, they yeah. add a whole bunch of new stuff. And speaking of like the Herodric Cube and combining things and augmenting your gear and finding your gear, like that's kind of the meat of this game. Yeah, getting stronger. Gearing up correctly, finding gear that has the magical attributes that you want, um, and choosing your skill sets based on how you like to play the game, which is cool because it varies the play styles even within the same class. So you and I could play the same class and have completely different experiences. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's all just how you want to uh, spec out your spells. Some make you far, some make, you know, far range. That's how it's dealt. And some get you right in the action and some are kind of medium. Uh, and I've definitely found I'm not the master of builds on this because there's so many different ways you can go with it. But what I've kind of identified is spells that I like and spells that I use more often uh, and more often than your auto attack. So with the Crusader, he has this spell where he's got these uh, Mjolnirs that just surround him, these hammers, these Thor hammers. And, and parachute uh, pants. And parachute pants. I MC hammer hard, okay? <laughs> hammer time. Can't touch this. Uh, but that's what I love. And so anything that any uh, gear um, equipment that I can find that buffs that or gets me just more wrath in general so I can keep spamming those hammers, uh, that's what I'm going to be building into. And that's where I kind of spec into. I do try and get some life, uh, life gain on attack and then obviously some life uh, regen. But those ones are so, like, they're going to get buffed with everything specify on the more specialty stuff and so that's where i found that uh, just going with certain spells that i really like and then focusing my gear towards those spells uh and it's really working because honestly i run in there with those hammers and i rarely have to do anything else like and it circles around me and grows in a larger uh, radius so i can just stand there and just pop that off a few times they go out People rush me, get hit by the hammer, immediately get nuked. I'm hitting for like four mil right now, guys. Not even <laughs> messing around with those hammies. I hit for a few thousand. I hit a my, couple of grand. With with my 23 uh, necromancer. <laughs> with my, an, my level 70, 16 <laughs> paragon crusader. This is where I really enjoyed uh, the builds once I got the necromancer. Because I felt like with the wizard... Um, I went very like I found something I liked. I stuck with it. With the necromancer, I was actually changing up. Like, oh, this is kind of cool. I can either have like a bunch of uh, skeletons follow me with uh, swords, which is very nice, or and they have so many varying spells where I could with two different types of um, spell slots, I could do um, art like archers, and I could do those skeletons at the same time, or I could just have the archers because it's nice to have a bunch of of uh, these creatures you summon to attack. But then you can have just, like, one ice uh, golem. Or you can have, like, the meat golem, whatever it is. Like, the meat moon golem. It feels like yeah. it, oh, yeah. It brother and golem. Yes. <laughs> and uh, brother and golem. <laughs> Connection! Well, and he's so cool. So the combo, that like, if you do that guy, the stitched-together golem, he's a bunch of body parts. You can launch them at the characters, and then you have an ability to explode your, the corpses. And that, I'll be honest, is the best ability I've ever. And it's so fun because you just have, like... Um, exploding, uh, just everything. Corpses everywhere, and they and they. I think they trigger too. Like they, um, they uh, chain react, chain react. So they'll just blow up. And so when I do it, it just blows up everywhere. And I, you can destroy so many characters, especially if there's a lot. So if I'm going on one on like a couple of massive ones, I'm I'm a little bit more weaker with my build. But once you add in a couple of ones that will die, 
it's over with. Yeah, it is one hundred percent over. The chain with. reaction. It was nice going in with hammers, killing them all, and I just see body, and then all of a sudden I just see this wave of gore all over my screen, and that was him blowing up bodies. I was like, that is literally <laughs> oh, yeah. one of the coolest things I've seen in this game. Yeah, no, literally that body exploder. We'd walk into a room, my hammers would go off, make some bodies, especially when there's hordes of spiders, and then he'd send off the the body nuke. And I just get covered in all sorts of just luby goodness. It was wonderful. It, it literally it. is the coolest I'm part. For it. This sounds so ooey. There dude. it is. <laughs> and it fits the play style. Oh, that makes me happy. Now this game actually come to think of it, I guess I like the Necromancer because it, uh, everything's just ooey. Everything's ooey. Ooey. Like, it just makes ooey so much ooey. more sense now. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> blood splatters all over. I was like, oh, oh yeah, it's the blood. It just, <laughs> I don't even like the game or the lore, but it just makes the gameplay so much yeah. fun being well, just he, ooey gooey. The last game we <laughs> talked about, he was inspired to get pizza because the ooey gooey. I think he might be making jello tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Red jello. He's like, look at all this. With just fruit gore and brains. And I think I need some jello. In Got my a life. couple of pineapple chunks in there. Self visceral. No, uh, brains, that's that's fine. No. You're if not you're putting, putting fruit in, in your jello, stop listening to this podcast. Oh, my gosh. That's very ironic where we live. It's our version of Lose My Number. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh,. Any favorite well, parts that you had? Really, going kind of sticking on the builds. I'll go. I'll talk about my favorite part too for sure because I do have them. But just talking about the gameplay, it, having played all three of them, this one is my favorite one to play. It's the funnest one. The beginning's a little rough, and going into the gameplay and the art. Actually, I'll talk about both of those. Uh, for when you're playing the game, I feel like with this one they tried to make it more approachable to a broader audience. So they brought in brighter colors. They kind of made it a bit more how the tune, how how World of Warcraft's world looks. Mm -hmm. That's what this game kind of looks like when you're playing it. Where the old games were dark, dude. They were dark and they were, ooh, just gnarly. Like that in the first game, you walked in one of the first bosses you fought. You walked into a room where there was just these bodies um, that were piked, just. No closed bodies that were stuck on these pikes, and that there was that was the butcher in that game, and he's like got his apron and his meat cleaver, and you know he's just been like cutting meat off those bodies like they're kebabs. Like it is a dark game, and two yeah, two maintains that darkness, but two adds in much more lore and storytelling to it, and then two has bright levels like you have a desert level and stuff, but that's bright in the sense of light. Yeah. Like they the art when you play Diablo three, like when you're in the game. It's a little bit bubblegum, and I think that's so that they could draw in more younger players because, technically speaking, I think younger players are the, the larger player base. Yeah. So it's just it's a smart business move, but it did put a lot of us fans a little bit on edge. A lot of people straight up were just, like, lambasting it for it. I was like, it's not my favorite move, but it's fine. They, they did a good enough job of retaining uh, cool monsters, cool angels, um, but then adding in all the stuff they added with the classes and stuff that we talked about earlier, that really made it fun. I love playing with classes. I played a lot of different classes. And then I think I had one more thing in here I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah, permadeath mode that we mentioned earlier. I still Guys. have never tried because no. Guys, that's where I pretty no. much only play the mage. That's kind of the only time I've played the mages on permadeath, and I die a lot. It is so fun. And I, I need to mention that before they changed this in the old version, weapons could drop with any main stat. So you could get a wand with strength, and you could get a sword with intelligence. 
Perfect. So I used to, as the witch, um, I'd play with the, the claymore, the two-handed sword. And because if you pick the female character, and maybe with the male, I didn't try with the male, but because they're not a warrior and don't have the strength to carry the sword, they literally drag it. So I'd get a witch's <laughs> hat just because it looked cool, and the claymore, and they'd run around and drag the claymore, and you'd see sparks and stuff off of it. But that claymore would have stupid high intelligence. So I'd still be wrecking stuff. But ideally, there was... I can't remember exactly how it worked. There was a benefit to having your weapon... But yeah. later they realize like this is dumb. We need to weight things towards classes. Yeah, and they kind of fix that. So I don't know if I get to drag a claymore. Anymore. I do remember running around a sword as a wizard and being just like, "This is so stupid." Yeah. But basically, what he made is a is a budget store pyramid head. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that's what it sounds like. He get the witch's hat on with the pyramid, dragging the sword behind it. That is a budget pyramid head. That is badass. Yeah, it really was cool. And the, I guess the reason I like is I I played that game quite a bit because of the multiplayer aspect. I beat it a few different times. Um, played a few different classes, but once you kind of get that familiar with the game and you stop really needing to know what's going on with the story, you just want to experience the play. And so it was really fun to just see how far you could get before that character was just bullied. Alt F Ford. And it's frustrating as hell. Like, that doesn't go away. You still get mad when your character dies. But it's pretty fun. And it's really easy to start a new character, so... Yeah, it's easy to start a new character, but I don't want to. But, it is easy, and that's why it got so boring for me. Like, that's but, where it's the boringest part is starting a new yeah, character. Yeah. Why would I want to go over that over and over and over? Because I'm going to die. I will die. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm like, not good yeah. at this it's game. A, it's a loot grind game, and I think that's why I'm okay with it. Because really, you're just going to get loot, and you can put the loot in the chest, so you and get, it's, you it's always the there. Yeah, if you put it in your chest. Oh, you so you just loot. put it on a new guy? Yeah. Oh, okay, so not so bad. You do that with your seasons, too. That's the benefit of the seasons. That's not so bad. We'll now it makes that, sense. But to answer James's question, my favorite part of the game is probably the end part of the desert level where, you're in, where you go into that like palace area. Oh, okay. I really like that part of the game. Into the palace, and that's like where a, you start like freeing the civilians yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, going yeah. All, yeah. The, all the upper-class people. Yeah, yeah, and then you find the emperor, the, the, the dude at the end, and he's a demon. Yeah. Yeah, screw that guy. They're always a demon. I super enjoyed that part. Plus, like, the art just worked better there because it was a brighter level. So That's true, yeah. But, like, when you're in the darker parts of the game, I'm just like, man, this feels so bubblegum. It does. But I, I and I, I, I touch on all this for a reason because one and two don't feel like that. It changes the feel of the game. But four looks like they're bringing that back. So, awesome. Because three is easily the best game, in my opinion. The only thing it's missing is that dark feel from those original games. Yeah. And a little bit stronger voice acting would have been nice. The writing is good, a little blunt, but it's good. But some of the delivery is like not it's not deadpan, but it's like ham fisted is probably a better word for it. Like <clears throat> oh, zombies are attacking the gates. Yeah. That's and true. I was it's, just like, mm. yeah. like when you listen to Deckard Kane compared to some of the other voice acting, you're like, where's Deck? Where's Deckard? Deckard's amazing. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. favorite line of his is when he goes, "Do you know how fast I am? <laughs> I'm fastest boy." <laughs> uh, favorite part, best line. My favorite part is, uh, "The butterflies are tickling me. <laughs> I'm going to die." <laughs> and then he dies. Because he's a whim. Yeah, Deckard, <laughs> when you unlock the rascal for Deckard Kane, it's the strongest, strongest character in the game. Yeah, you can't stop that guy. He rolls. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ricky Berwick. We love you. I have to say, Ricky Berwick is the, the best. The bubblegum part of it, like, didn't, I actually, this is the one that 
was most attractive to me because I like bright lights. Apparently, I'm a, I must be like a a fly or something. Yeah. You know, I couldn't tell from the two suns well, looking in my eyes right now. And that well, art style, because like you said, that that is very prevalent in a lot of Blizzard games. Um, just to touch on what you're about yeah. to say here, people really like it. So it's I don't want to call it divisive. It's I, I'm the only one that I know that kind of doesn't really love it that much. But almost that everyone else I talk to like very specifically super digs that art style. So I, I can totally see With that. Like past fans, it was divisive. I think that's one of the things that was like because there's parts even the DLC when it came out. I think that was super divisive. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I say it because I say not divisive because I'm talking in general. Like it's one yeah. of the reasons that I avoided World of Warcraft for so long because I just didn't like how it looked. I was like, mm, they have like style. one of the best styles and it's that lasts game. forever. <laughs> like that was whoever it is, is the game, whoever is the um, art designer on that is probably one of the best ones in the world in the past 20, 30 years. I know you might not like it, but yeah. they were able to age that game into decades. Yeah. With that art style. Well, I'm not so going to argue I, the validity of it. It's just not my style. I agree. <laughs> These fun facts about World of Warcraft are incredible. But I've got some more. I've got some more about Diablo, if you guys want to hear those. No, nope. no, I don't want to hear that. This is Thanks the world, for coming to the this podcast. This is the World of Warcraft podcast. <laughs> and art criticism, okay? So the beginning levels of World of Warcraft are really fun, actually. No, I'm just kidding. <gasps> no, but really. So let's go into some levels with the fun facts, because that's mostly what my fun facts are about. Okay. Uh... And these are ones that I don't know if, like, that actually kind of got me into the game more. When I heard that there was a level that had rainbows and unicorns. like Oh, oh that doesn't bother me. Because that is, that is specifically apart from the game. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I'm with well, you. The dimension. That level is amazing. Obviously, like, I think it fits fairly well as long yeah. as it wasn't, like, a main level. You kind of have that in Skyrim, one of those poppy, crazy, you know, with the Wabberjack. So they're nice. They're, they fit because of how odd they are. Well, there's always like the joke going on, like there's no cow level, all these different things, right? Yep. Uh, there is a no, uh, there is a, a level called not the cow level. And you essentially have to go fight Harold, or let's see, finding Harold to the queen, defeat her and portal uh, and then you'll, a portal will open. Mm-hmm. You'll go into a bovine madness, just like, realm or whatever where you're just getting attacked by all sorts of different cows and all that and then like to get through the whole do they level have long horns to be honest i don't remember i'm pretty sure they're just milk cows do they have carolina uh, heifers yes they do i don't know if those are real i don't know if that's a real thing i think yeah, they just eat carolina reapers spotted milk cows i think that's oh all they do they have the chocolate milk cows the brown ones yeah Nice. Don't kill those ones. That's how you get chocolate milk. All right, let's you can't keep even it. drink chocolate milk. <laughs> Sorry for <laughs> tinging. No, and then to get out of the whole level, you have to defeat the cow queen, and uh, it's just, and it's just so bizarre. Such a bizarre level. Just cows. Like obviously, you know, uh, there's some India influence here because you know, don't kill those sacred cows. <laughs> No, I don't oh, know. That's I don't, funny. I don't know. Well, that's I think I think they took a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, uh, Roy Nelson because uh, if there's one thing that guy hated more than cops, it was cows. That's right. Well, I'll just stem. Oh, out I of hate cows more God, than cappas. Oh, brother, all right now, give it a watch. It all stems out of the original game. There was a cow level yep. in that one that Baby was, that was super hidden, and so it's become like a known hidden thing in the game. So when they were developing three, they were constantly like, "There is no cow level." There yep. is no cow level. Well, it yeah. even and then they gave you a not a cow level, level, which is it, totally awesome. Even bleeds into other games. Uh, Starcraft, I believe, one of the cheat codes is 
uh, no cal level. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and so uh, I used a lot of cheats in StarCraft. That's how I beat everyone. No, really, though, I did in the first one. Uh, but this is not a StarCraft <laughs> episode. Uh, the treasure realm. There's a treasure realm. So if you find a treasure goblin and you have the chance, like when you kill him, there's going to be a chance that a portal is going to open up. If you go through that portal, mm-hmm. it's the treasure realm where you're going to find tons of treasure goblins. You're going to find uh, gold. And I, from my understanding, it's millions of coin and gold. And so like, well, I've got three million in my, in my Diablo bank account right now. So hey, you might be able to get even more than three million in one of the runs. I'm flush with cash, and so it, that one's a cool one. I just want to point that one out. That one's like, if you want to get flush, just find those treasure goblins, and hopefully a portal opens. I don't know what happened the other day, but I feel like I killed a treasure goblin, and literally it was everywhere. I've never seen that much treasure. It was in an entire area, not like where it just pops around the dude. No, it was literally spread in this whole area. Gems, weapons, everything. Mm -hmm. It was the most insane. I should have took a screenshot. (laughs) You guys are probably thinking I'm lying right now, but I should have took a screenshot. How dare you negate and try and tell me I'm not telling the truth. I don't believe it. I needed a picture. But it was really awesome, though. So now I want to find the actual treasure realm to see what that was, because I feel like I must have slipped into it with how much... It was like the entire screen. The entire screen was nothing but loot. It was beautiful. Yep. Every step. I've I've run into a couple of those before too, where I, but not that as big as yours. I got a treasure goblin that oh. follows me from a piece of equipment that picks up regular items and turns them into better ones. He went ham on that pile. It was nuts. It was oh, it was so much fun. Sorry, sorry. He was in heaven. I don't know where it came from. So if you know why, tell me. In the comments below. Yeah, in the comments uh, below. The last level I want to talk about, and that's the one I kind of started out this with which is the whimsy shire mm-hmm. and that is a lot of people are it's truly the spookiest area of all of diablo 3 because it's just bubblegum it's literally what literally bubblegum what shag over here thinks uh world of warcraft <laughs> and this is truly what it is it's because there's unicorns there's teddy bears pink flowers and in order to enter this world of the weird uh, landscape. I'm going to tell you the secret. I think you can actually use a cheat code. I feel like I use a cheat code because I've been, sure in, I've been in there multiple times. But uh, if you so don't, if you want to do the right way. Yeah. Uh, cheat code. End game. <gasps> Finished it! <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> Roll credits. That's what That would be a good <laughs> Black Mushroom, Lyrics Shinbone, <laughs> which is dark, Liquid uh, Rainbow, uh, Wurtz Bell, uh, Gibbering Gemstone, and a, the Staff of Hurting. That's what you need to gather. So it sounds like a lot of different stuff. Yeah. And then you have to go to, you have to get all the, the stuff gathered together. Um, head over to the old Tristan Road, and there will be a cow, and a portal will open and take you to the Wimshire. So you just have to, Wimshire. Just you another, have to go to the cow. Another cow. Yep. <laughs> the cow, the cow mage. Welcome to this. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'll say I didn't know things like this existed in Diablo. I didn't. I didn't know you could uh, find a treasure realm. I didn't know you could find a whimsy shire or a not a cow level. I didn't know that existed. I didn't know you had to collect certain items and combine them for this stuff. Uh, but I'm definitely gonna go find that friggin' whimsy shire because I want to see those unicorns. It's fun. Yeah. It's a hard, it's a hard. I believe the enemies are scaled up in there, and yeah. I know that. Bro, the, I'm the a level seventy sixteen Paragon Crusader. I killed Diablo. Nothing can stop me. I'm not telling you not to go no, in there. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they. I'm sure they jack me up. But benefit, I do want to see it. There's a yeah. benefit to go in. Have you ever killed a unicorn that can shoot rainbows out of its ass? <laughs> no, but I have dated one, and it was weird. Uh, but experience. Uh, <laughs> 
Well, I want to get into one my my one fact uh, that I put in here, and uh, surprising, it's about Zoltan Zoltan Cool. What? You guys have never heard about what? this guy. Let me tell you about Zoltan Cool. No, so this is just uh, this is a question for one of the developers. Uh, it was Chris Chris Metzen was asked uh, about uh, Zoltan Cool, and th- th- this is basically the answer he gave. Uh, one question on the subject of Zoltan Cool, and uh, he answered that if Cool walked into an Outback Steakhouse, he would order chicken McNuggets because quote he's a dick. That was my favorite fact. I love that. That just solidifies Zoltan Cool even more into my heart as the man I thought he was. <laughs> Doesn't help. That's what you do. You're like, yeah. Can I get a uh, chicken McNuggets? And then of course you're like, they bring them to you like, okay, I want steak now. Uh, you're even more. No, of a it was. Uh, can I get this burger? Uh, it's supposed to be lettuce wrapped with no cheese. Thank you. Yeah, Mooser pretty much just walks into restaurants, orders food, and then just starts screaming that he can't eat. Yeah, I'm like, how dare you give me these tacos with cheese on them? Well, that's how they come, you monsters. I'll take spaghetti and a blanket. Uh, So a lot of these things we talked about are really cool, but they're things that have been added in over time because there were some things that need to be fixed, a lot of criticisms at the beginning of the game uh, outside of the fact that you couldn't log in for the first little bit. Oh, that's right. (laughs) They, like, made a full meme out of the error code that would come up because you couldn't log in. And then you had that classic... uh, not is it Sean Bean? Like one does not simply log in to Diablo three. Yeah, something like that. Something Guaranteed. like yeah, they had jokes like that. But then they added in seasons oh, after yeah. they had corrected a few things. Um, and the thing, some of the things they added were the portals to the treasure world. Um, they corrected the loot drops so they were weighted towards your class, so you weren't just getting like awesome weapons that had nothing to do with yeah. your class. Which I miss. I miss that. I loved going around with weird weapons that you shouldn't have. A barbarian with a tiny wand? Amazing. Uh, (laughs) um, So they added all that stuff. There's a few other... Oh, new monsters and stuff come out, but I think that's with each of the seasons. So you'll get, like, a few new monsters sometimes. Um, There's always new gear sets. And there's usually one that you're trying to work towards at the end of the season. So, And then there's a ladder system as well. So if you like that competitive side, there's like try and be the first one to, to finish the game. But you get banners, pets, all kinds of stuff for going through the season. And then that gear set, it's like if you finish chapter one, I think you get the first part of the banner. And then you finish chapter two, you get two pieces of the armor set. Chapter three, you get two pieces of the armor set. And then I don't remember what comes at the end. And <clears throat> this is a moment where I wish that we could get our buddy Tyler on because he lives. Literally, I don't think he's missed a season. I don't think it's happened. Him and Oost actually both. That's like how they stay in touch. We, is with we need to start getting like the the, the video seasons. game friends that are in there and have them start coming on yeah. these podcasts. Like and the pros out of all of our. I'm friend thinking it might games. be worth <laughs> it to have have him on to do a special specifically about the seasons because there's a lot to it. It's still the same game, but it's it's. You're working towards a new gear set. Um, you can play with different builds. There's always new videos about what the optimal build is for this season. Mm. So they're making things. Now they've got new goblins. So it used to just be one treasure goblin. Now they've got like six of them. There's like a gold one, one that drops like gems. resources. What? Yeah, yeah one that drops gem gems. Tre- I found him yesterday. He was the one that literally busted a nut all over my screen. Yep. It was great. Yep. So that that's all new stuff that they add and that. Every new season brings changes like this. So it just adds more to the game, gives you a reason to keep coming back. And in in almost every case that I've seen or read about, it improves it. Um, 
So they're just improving and changing things. One of the biggest changes, though, is the auction house. Oh, I should say one more thing about the seasons. When the season the ends, seasonal. when the season ends, it's a specific character for that season. When it ends, he becomes a normal character, and all of the gear that you st- collected will get mailed to you, so that you can put it in your normal chest. So you can still hmm. like so you, you don't benefit get to wear it from, anymore. Well, you just don't have that seasonal character anymore. So when the new season starts, you have to start from blank. But when you're playing normally, like a normal game, you can get all that shit that you had. While you played through the season. So the season character, that's not somebody, it's just in, he only exists in the season. And once the season's done, he's gone. But then I can take my. He's not gone. He just becomes a normal, a normal game character. Oh, so if he's a crusader, then I can still play him. Yep. Gotcha. And then they'll they'll email you all the stuff that you unlocked as you played through the season. And then there'll be another season. It's like roughly every 10 weeks or something like that. Hmm. So that's kind of like. That's kind of like Ultimate New Game Plus. Yeah. Yeah, really. That's really what it is. It's New Game Plus. And that's kind of how the seasons work. I know, because now that's all you're going to do. Screw Hades. But one of the big changes they made early, early on was the auction house. Because on the hardest difficulties, there were only a rare few people who got through to. X3 and X4 people would get stuck on like act two and the reason was because it was so relevant that you had the strongest tier of gear with the best um, sets and this is back when the the stats were still super randomized they weren't weighted yeah so it was like so unlikely that you'd even get what you need to progress that you just get stuck and so it broke the auction system because you couldn't like the amount of time you'd have to play to get what you needed was just unreasonable because it was completely random. So people would go to the auction system and buy, but there was only like a handful of dudes who had gotten past that who could sell better gear. So there was like a handful of guys just raking in Diablo money. And because of that, they were able to convert that into real money. And like, apparently I didn't look up the, I didn't look up the numbers, but apparently people got like pretty rich off of just that, like real Hmm. life rich. That's because crazy. of how few people were on that half of the game. Didn't that same thing happen with again? I know it's in the World of Warcraft podcast, but didn't that happen in World of Warcraft's like auction house or something like that? Didn't they? Yes. Don't Oreo. they do that shit? They do some stuff like that. They had minor. Well, and they also had just people that would do um, gold mining essentially, where they would just get a bunch of gold and sell it to you, and you could just buy a bunch of gold. Yep. Yeah, for real money, right? And that's that's any any yeah. of those types of games. That's a constant problem. But. Um, yeah, so they, they pulled the auction house out, and those were some of the first and most important changes they made to the game. They rebalanced a lot of things. They uh, increased loot drops, uh, and the rarer loot drops as well got a little bit of an increase. They balanced things out a little more. Um, and then you have, I think those have always been there, but where you get some of those best drops is from like the chiefs or the captains or whatever they're called. But they'll be like special versions of the normal mobs that you fight. Uh, and they'll usually be like larger, but they also have like a purple name with like a border around it. And they always have some stupid ability. The most annoying one being the wall. Because <laughs> oh, you can't roll out yeah. of the way. And you're yeah. just like, oh. Ugh. And then they manage to box you in there too. And so you're, unless you got a teleport yeah. thing, you're just screwed. Yeah. And if you're like me and you go and yank three different chiefs at a time and all three of them happen to have the walls, it's just a nightmare. Oh, <laughs> but like, that's that, those are some of the things that they adjusted so that you could play the game better. And honestly, I played it when it was new and when they hadn't put in all of these changes. Um, and I still thought it was a fantastic game. So on my replay through, it was weird because I was getting better drops, but I noticed that you didn't get as many drops early game as you did. Like I wasn't even finding armor pieces up until I got into the 
into the cathedral. It was oh, weird. Crazy. Yeah, I was, I was like, this is nuts. I used to like find all kinds of stuff just out in the field. That or I mean, your, it wasn't good. That or R and Jesus was just really hating it you that day. It's like gold. Gold again. I don't Trash. Know. <clears throat> Nothing for you. You guys will learn as you get to know me that R and Jesus does hate me, especially if it's related to dice. And mm-hmm. technically speaking, <laughs> it's digital dice for those types of drops. Yeah. So, Rigged. The highest, yeah, so highest freaking. I just had to get into that because I thought that was really funny. Like the way I wrote it in here, I was like, do you guys remember the auction house? Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> it, it wasn't around for long. Yeah, I don't even remember it at all. And I played it from day one. Yeah. yeah. I was in there trying to sell some like uh, some white and blue gear. Uh, nobody was uh, buying it. Clearly, it wasn't very strong. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think I ever even walked into that because I just knew I was like, "Oh, I'm way early. That's I'm not going to want to afford it and can't yeah. nothing to sell." And then they've separated out storage as well, so now like building components don't take up your normal storage space. So it's just nice quality of life stuff that's changed. But all that has come yeah. because of seasons. They just every season they get more input, make the game better. Yeah. Give you a reason to come back. So the seasons are, I originally, like, Tyler has had so much fun with them. And I don't know how I've just not caught the bug. Probably because I didn't understand them. But when I decided to finally, like, see what Tyler was on about, I was like, oh, yeah, no. Like, it's kind of the same appeal of doing the permadeath runs, except for way better rewards. Yeah. (laughs) And they're unique season to season. So they're, like, things that you'll get that won't be there again. Hmm. I'll have to give it a try sometime. Yeah, I'm going to definitely have to dip my toe into some season action. Once Hopefully we, it's summer. Once we get through all these other games we have this year. Mm, yep. That's the, that's the hard part about doing the podcast is that there's so many different games we have to go through. It's all right. We got, we got the options to do throwbacks someday. That's the yeah, well, <laughs> Revisits or whatever. Then we'll have to play the game over again. Sorry, guys. We didn't get through the, the part of the game we wanted to do. Cause, yeah, we uh, still haven't beat Diablo seasons. I think they're on like 22 seasons Harvest Moon. We're going to have to have first hour. Like a summer vacation (laughs) where we don't do the podcast. Screw the audience, like the, the, the fans over. It's like, yeah, for a month. No, we we, we won't do that. Sorry, Finland. No podcast because we've got to play games. (gasps) Shout out to Finland people. You guys are awesome. (laughs) I always have to hook you guys up because you listen to us and it makes us happy. Yeah, have I said? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, that's right. You. I remember you trying to learn how to pronounce that. Yeah. Okay. And I'll never forget. That's for you. It's for my finnies. For my Finnish, my Finland boys and girls. So and people. I think we need to close a lid on the Diablo three talk because we we've done this. We've slayed this. I mean, there's more. Put it in the black soul stone and yeah, put it in the black soul stone. It's gonna come back out to Earth and send it send it to our fans. But I mean. I'm sure we'll cover Diablo 3. I mean, at least the Diablo universe yeah. again with Diablo 4. Diablo 2 is coming out soon. Uh, Diablo 4 has been announced. Probably going to come out in a year or two. And so uh, we'll let you know about those games when we get to them. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any final uh, sayings you want to say? If you like any type of looter games, Borderlands, Dungeon Looters, whatever RPGs, uh, play it. You're going to have a lot of fun. It is yeah. a lot of fun. And you don't need to play one and two, honestly. You can just play three and learn about the things as you go. No, nope, it's, it's great. It's, it's, I mean, it's a lot the same. It's actually quite different than yeah. one and two. So because you know, it's it's the same thing again, right? Diablo already got buttoned up. Now he's yeah. released again. So you got the gist. Play yeah. it. It has to. Oh yeah, it's Diablo. It's I'll say Diablo if, if any of you guys picked up uh, Hades on your own or after listening to our podcast on it, there are a I lot of similarities in gameplay. And so if you like that game, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't like Diablo 3. And no. Diablo 3 is just, like, I'm a huge Diablo fan, so it's it's awesome. It's the best one. 
all you old school guys can di- whatever disagree all you want. <laughs> yeah, like it's yes, great. one was visually more like visually better and just because oh, it was just like you got you kind of almost felt sick sometimes as you dug deeper and deeper into that game. Uh, and I like that. I, I mean, I don't like feeling sick, but I like that that's because that's what the game is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this this one, that was the only miss. And it makes me so optimistic for four because you can only improve on the gameplay from here. But if you bring back that level of like you really are messing with the de- demonic worlds mm-hmm. and all that stuff, then it just adds that layer. Yeah. Make me feel dark on the next one. Real dirty. I want to become bad. a Darth by the time I'm done playing it. Yes. Darth. <laughs> So my final say on the thing is play it if you like just exploding corpses. If you like blowing up corpses, you're going to love this game. Or if you like unicorns. But, I mean... <laughs> or goblins or daven, demons or angels or nathalum. I do give it a zero out of one crowbars on the rating because there's no crowbars in it. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got a pickaxe that looked like a crowbar, so... Almost counts, but... 12 uh, out of 9. 12 out of 9. <laughs> so... We done? I we're think done. So. I think we're, we're doing it. You play the game. Thanks for coming. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as for, you know, always shop bunnystrike.com has some awesome merch for you guys. Also, uh, like, subscribe, or um, follow us if you're on a podcasting platform. So uh, thank you guys. And this has been the Games Revealed Podcast. This is James. I'm Tyson. And Shagwa. Signing out. Peace out, guys. Ta-da! diamond hands hey welcome back guys hey just real quick make sure to check out shopbunnystrike.com and also to like and subscribe and follow this podcast whatever platform you're on it helps so much thank you guys for listening and or watching because uh we're on now on youtube we are also on apple google spotify whatever podcasting podcasting platform and if we're not there let us know if it's your favorite one maybe we'll try to get on there so thank you guys once again for experiencing a great episode along with us and we'll catch you guys next time later